Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO, 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. From U.S. military servicemen to San Francisco club DJ to Los Angeles corporate sales manager and now CEO of sales training and business development, 321 brings the most affordable sales solutions to U.S. and Canadian small business owners. 321 BizDev LLC is a business development and sales industry think tank. Our business is people. Our product is sales performance. 321 Sales Training and Business Development Services give white-collar small business owners a refreshing experience in sales sophistication and simplicity. In other words, we tell salespeople exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we've been there too. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. In addition to supporting white collar business owners and salespersons, 321 features the most talented business professionals on our podcast from North America and from around the world. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. Our website is 321bizdev.com, powered by sitemarket.com. Today's episode is powered by Jive Communications at jive.com. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We have over 65 hours of sales training and business development content on our podcast. Today's podcast episode topic is the three ways to tell when you have made a true business connection. 321 Biz Dev LLC defines business development much differently than most companies define business development. In fact, most companies really don't have a business development structure when dealing with their with their clients and their and their patients and their their policyholders, and I use these three industries that I, the ones I just mentioned: um, attorneys, dentists, and insurance um, agents, because those three industries in particular don't really um, work with their clients over a long period of time. Yes, the dentist may see a dental patient every six months or every year. An insurance agent may uh, revisit the insurance policy after one year or two years, or if that family needs additional coverage because there's a new family member uh, in that in that family. But most business owners and most practitioners do not work with their their clients in the way that three two one does. Even attorneys, when an attorney resolves a difficult legal situation. Uh, that attorney wraps it up, gives the settlement money to to that to that to their client, or uh, stops that person from going to jail, or you know whatever the case may be. That attorney is done working with that client. Three two one business development services closely resemble what a CPA does with their with their clients, or what a financial advisor does with his or her clients. 
three two ones relationship with the client is more about adding more clients over a period of time like six months 12 months or 18 months three two ones relationship with the client is often about transferring uh, sales training and business development skills so the client can work independently of three two one so let's talk about the three ways you can tell when you have made a true business connection in terms of working with a client over a long period of time and establishing a, a trusted relationship almost like a CPA. So here's the first way to tell that you've made a true business connection. Number one, the prospect has a real business concern or a real business need. Number two, adding more clients should be a top concern for that business owner. And really, it should be. So if you're working with a person that says that he or she wants to improve their business, the first place to look at is, does that business have a way to add more clients? And so when you meet with someone that says, you know what, uh, Rick, my main concern is adding more clients. I can no longer reduce my expenses so, so much to stay in business. I need to add more clients. So that's the reason why the number two uh, you know, response here is adding more clients should be a top concern for every business owner. Number three, the prospect wants to succeed but has difficulty identifying a plan or implementing that plan. And that's a very you know, top concern for a lot of business owners who are honest and sincere about moving forward with their business. They will find out that, that, that marketing plans and executing a plan is much easier said than done. Number four, under the, the first way you can tell you've made a true business connection, the prospect is humble enough to acknowledge sales performance needs and they acknowledge that they need help. So I just covered the first four ways under the first category of how you can tell that you've made a true business connection. And I separated these first these three ways into, into certain categories. So you, you probably can tell that uh, there's a sub sort of sub you know topics and or sub uh, categories under each of the three ways to tell when you have made a true business connection. So let's talk about the second way to tell you have made a true business connection. Number one, the prospect recognizes that your services can fill the void. Now this is not that easy to, to, to tell or it's not too easy to discover when a prospect can really identify that you can help them. And there's lots of reasons for that, but mainly it's up to the business development company, the business development specialist to really find out a lot about that company and to, to ask a lot of questions because it's not fun. It's not, it's not a good idea to say that you can help a business with your business development services and you can't. That, that's, not, that's not fun for the, the, your potential client. It's not good for your reputation as a, as a company to say that you can help someone but then cannot do it. The second way is the prospect acknowledges your sales system will work for their business. 
Now the acknowledgement part comes in. Now people have this, people have this sixth sense when you talk with them. And if you're able to communicate how your business can help them after you have identified what the problem is, then you're on your way for your prospect uh, cooperating with the business plan and having full confidence that you can help them. Number three, the prospect is an active partner in the sales system, meaning the prospect understands he or she will need to improve team members' sales performance. Now, this is a great one, and it's a big one. I have not seen a sales system or a business development solution where the partner, the owner of the company, nor the company's staff members sit back and watch the execution of the business development plan uh, take place without their involvement. That is totally impossible. I've never seen it. So this, this uh, section I'm talking about here, when you implement a business plan, a business development plan, the owner of the company and or his staff must be fully engaged with that business development plan. And the reasons why, or the main reason why, is because it, it's mainly about understanding the business development plan from beginning to end. But more importantly, the closing process. See, 321 can't fully participate in the closing process for uh, business owners' products and services. The business owner must take responsibility for that. 321 is not an attorney law firm, so we cannot close a client on their legal matter. 321 is not a CPA firm, so we don't understand the tax ramifications of different tax policies. 321 is not a dentist, so we can get the, the patient uh, to the dental office or we can help the dentist bring the patients uh, to the dental office, but we cannot perform the dental procedure. The same thing with insurance, the same thing with real estate, the same uh, concept and, and, and thing with uh, plastic surgery procedures. We can help the small business owner add more clients by getting more people to the door to get more people in the office, but the practitioner must close. The practitioner takes the larger role in the closing process. So let's go to the last way you can tell that you've made a true business connection. And here, there are several things to talk about. The first thing to talk about is the prospect values your services and pays with the understanding he or she will receive favorable ROI. See, no business development specialist would offer a marketing solution where the marketing investment is equal to or higher than the sales revenue. That's very important. So what that means, listeners, that if 321 outlines a business development solution, a marketing solution, and let's say the marketing solution is $5,000, well then 321 anticipates and bills within that business development plan or that marketing solution a way for the our client, the business owner, to make at least twenty thousand dollars. 
there would be no way that we would offer a $5,000 business development plan and our client made only $3,000. That would be a travesty. That would be an embarrassment to our company to tell a business owner that we have a plan, a solution to help you add more clients, therefore add more revenue uh, to your business and fail miserably. That, that's just, it just won't happen. And let me explain why that is not, why that won't happen when you work with our company or if you decide to work with someone else, someone else's company, how you can tell if they're telling the truth or not. See, number two, the prospect understands the difference between a marketing campaign and a marketing solution. The two definitions are vastly different. So the two definitions or the, the two words I'm talking about to distinguish between one another is the marketing campaign and the marketing solution. Marketing campaigns have high degrees of uncertainty and are unfavorable to business owners, but highly profitable to the marketing company. And what this means, listeners, is that marketing campaigns are not guaranteed. And a lot of times they're no close to even come to uh, to to the point where the, the business owner sees what he or she expected. So and put it into numbers, if you are expecting 100 clients from a marketing campaign, you may only get seven clients or you may get 17. That is the essence or the, the, the sort of the DNA of a marketing campaign. Marketing campaigns are guesses. They are not solutions. Marketing solutions in contrast work 100% of the time. Solutions add clients. And why is that? Because the sales system is proven. Marketing solutions do not fail because there it's, 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 it's built in that marketing solutions won't fail. And here are some examples. So if I, if I put out a marketing solution to help people with their breaks, okay, fixing worn breaks. So that means that the solution must fix the breaks. There, there is no, uh, when my breaks partly work or they sort of work, the breaks must work. And that's the marketing solution. Our company will fix your breaks. Or would you prefer, now that you know a little bit more about what I'm talking about, a marketing campaign may fix your breaks. <laughs> you know, it's, I know it sounds silly, but there is a big difference between marketing solution and marketing campaign. Here's another example of a marketing solution. Let's say you want to upgrade your mobile device and the marketing campaign says, you know, your, your, mar your, your mobile device will run faster. And that's all they say. So you, you say, okay, I want a phone uh, that runs faster because this marketing campaign says it will, it will run faster. Okay, let's say you had uh, either a, a Samsung or an iPhone. And let's say just for number purposes that your speed was 50, okay? And you hear about a company with a marketing campaign. If you buy this new phone, your phone will, will run faster. So you buy the phone. A 
and you know what the speed of 50 feels like and how fast your apps come up and you buy this new phone and you find out that your new speed is 51. Now did the marketing campaign lie? No it didn't. But was it what you thought it was what you is it what you thought it was going to be? You thought that maybe you were going to see something like 70 or 80. So maybe a disclaimer was needed with that marketing campaign to say that we guarantee that you will have one increment of speed increase. And you probably wouldn't have purchased that, that phone based on that marketing campaign. But what about a marketing solution that says if your phone is now running at a speed of 50, your new phone will run 40% faster. And 40% faster, what is that? That's like 70. So from 50 to 70. So the marketing solution that you see when you, the marketing impact that you see from that solution is that your apps come up much faster than they did when your phone was, was operating at speed 50. And here's the last one. So the marketing campaign says, if you do this, your tummy will shrink and you'll have less of a tummy. You'll have less belly fat based on this marketing campaign. Okay, so you uh, buy into it. And let's say the, the marketing campaign guaranteed uh, belly fat loss over a three month period if you do exactly what they say you should do. So three months later, you don't notice any uh, significant belly fat loss, but then you find out that the product only worked if you did something else in addition to what the, 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 the product was marketed. Uh, with. In other words, the, the product said if you do this, you will lose uh, the belly fat. But then you find out that uh, if you drink milk along with this, uh, this, this marketing campaign, this product, it doesn't work. But you didn't find that out until three months later. What about a marketing so a solution where you speak with the doctor and the doctor says, we will, we will, uh, I, will I recommend that you undergo this procedure and you will lose 30 pounds of belly fat. And guess what? The doctor can't lie about that because you will undergo this procedure, they will, will remove the belly fat and you will be 30 pounds lighter. So I use these examples and these examples were probably uh, like a, like a, sort of not, not a fantasy, but these examples were, were probably extreme in some cases or maybe not as clear as they could have been but that's the example i wanted to give about a marketing solution versus a marketing campaign now here's some other information about marketing campaigns and marketing solutions marketing campaigns can be viewed as if it works so if is the dominant word in a marketing campaign a marketing solution can be viewed as when it works. A marketing solution has a learning curve because the client, the small business owner or his or her staff participates in the sales system. So that's very important. I'll give you a great example. Let's say you, you are a CPA and 321 says we have a marketing solution for you to add more clients. And this is a 
real world example, and this is exactly how it works when 321 works with CPAs. So, so 321 will contact small business owners. We will prospect small business owners. We will set the appointment with the small business owner. We will collect uh, great information from that small business owner prior to the appointment to give to our CPA client so they'll have some information about, about the uh, small business owner. Now, when the CPA meets with that small business owner, we have coached the CPA on, the, on our sales system about how to handle that appointment, how to use the CPA prospect interview form that we designed. Now, if the CPA uh, meets with that business owner at the appointment and decides Oh, I'm just too nervous to use the 321 CPA prospect interview form and the CPA decides to wing it on their own, then 321 cannot be responsible if that CPA does not close that client. And to be honest with you, that happens at first. So that's what I mean by a learning curve. So, three, so 321 will set the appointment, we'll, we'll find the prospect, we'll set the appointment, and we will coach the CPA on how to handle that appointment using the CPA prospect interview form. Or if it's an insurance agent, the insurance agent prospect interview form. Or if it's an attorney, the attorney prospect interview form. So if that CPA in the example that I just gave uses the prospect interview form, the CPA has an 80% probability that he or she will close. I would say 100%, but I'm not sitting in the CPA seat with that business owner. So we guarantee an 80% probability that the CPA will close that business client. And when I use the word close, I don't mean it in the way that most people use it. I use it, I use the word close, meaning that the CPA and that prospect meeting with that CPA will find mutual agreement. So I use the word close just in, on this podcast episode, but I don't mean the definition that uh, most business owners or people think of when they hear the word close. We don't, uh, we don't mean that definition, but that's the best def definition I can use uh, to make this podcast episode seem clear. So with three, with the three, two, one system, our company does the prospecting, we set the appointment, and our business client, like I said in the example I just used, the CPA is partly responsible for closing. So in closing, <laughs> in closing this episode, I hope this episode will be useful to small business owners on a mission to improve sales productivity and sales performance by considering 321 sales training and business development services. If this podcast episode speaks to a concern or situation you might be going through right now, please don't hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212. Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. Make it a great day.